Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. of God. Grace has many expressions. And without a doubt, it has engaged in your life so many times, you have no idea. I think that 
if you understood how often and how much your lives have been protected, guided, intervened by heaven, your jaw would drop on the floor. That is the nature of grace. And it's an itchy, bitchy voice, but everybody has that. It's like a, a wave of guilt that goes through you that says, are you really sure you want to say that or think that about that person? That's, that's grace in action. That's grace that comes in and says, That's how grace operates in your life. It saves you from doing something harsh and dark and gives you an option to do something good and light in its place. Grace is the breath of God. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. That was our lovely friend, Carolyn Mace. She's got a new online retreat coming up. So if you get a chance to visit Carolyn, I think you can just go to Carolyn Mace, M-Y-S-S dot com, and you'll get more information on her work. Why I particularly love that track is because a few years ago, I had encountered a friend who has a very large church in Washington, and I'm a meditator and yogi, and I embrace all faiths and all religions, and even if you don't have one, I'll still embrace you. And one of the things I remembered that she always used to tell me is about grace, grace, grace. And I used to tell her, I don't you know, necessarily believe in grace, but I do believe in karma, and that whatever thoughts, words, or deeds I perform, you know, it brings me back whatever I've given out. And if it's good, it's grace. If it doesn't seem to be good, I look forward for when my grace will come. And it was just a very interesting back and forth for a while. And then as I started to go deeper into the quality of grace, I began to really welcome the energy of it. And I was still able to include the idea of karma, which I thought was really important. I hope you're doing really well and finding ways through your life to navigate it so that you're not, you know, allowing your past to pollute your present. And it's something I'm thinking so much about lately. Uh, To what extent are my past impressions or past experiences interfering in my present-day personality? Because if I hold a lot of wisdom and love and joy and happiness, that's what I want to see exuding through me at a real high percentage. But there are times that there's something sitting in you. Have you ever had some of those moments? You look around at your life and everything is okay, but you wake up and you don't feel that way and you can't pinpoint it. And you might say, oh, well, you know, my mother's like that, my husband's like that, my wife is like that, and I wish it was. But you know it's not even that. It's 
something deeper which your consciousness can't clearly identify, but then that's where the work comes in, and that's what the show is all about. It's about helping us to learn more about who we are. It's about helping us to really uncover some of those hidden hidden hurts that are still interfering in our present life and our present thinking and our present choices. And it's also about growing, growing from the incredible voices that we somehow attract on this show. I've met a lot of friends over the years, for the last six years that we've been on air, and a lot of them are great people and celebrities of many, many platforms. But every time we host one of our annual retreats and we come together, I hear time and time again, I just don't know how you find these folks for the show, Sister Jenna. And I really believe it's the purity of the intention of the whole team that's behind the producing of America Meditating Radio. And I really want to take this time to just acknowledge how much I appreciate each and every one that's involved in producing America Meditating Radio. Thank you so much, guys. You're awesome. Today I'm looking forward to our conversation because it's it's an era I don't really know much about, but when I began to look more into it, I, I saw so many benefits, and it's about children in swimming. And basically so much of the benefits about what can happen when a child actually begins to participate in swimming, breathing exercises, and so on. And perhaps because as a child I never learned how to swim until today I'm not I'm not at all able to swim very well, even though I'm Pisces and I'm from the Caribbean, that could be some deep pain sitting there somewhere. Today's guest is going to be talking about some of the benefits of uh, swimming, especially for our children. But some of the statistics that I came across were interesting that it's essential to their safety for kids to really know how to swim. It's um, a low-impact sport, so it's not very violent. There's a value of teamwork, which is learned along with their own individuality. I thought that was very powerful. Time management is inevitably learned as well. And swimming is an incredible workout. Plus, hear this part, you can swim for the rest of your life. And I totally agree with that, which I wish now that I had really picked up swimming. Anyway, uh, our guest for today is Michelle Lang. And Michelle is a graduate of Northwestern University, a certified Reiki practitioner and thought leader when it comes to achieving greatness in a peaceful yet powerful way. Now, Michelle is the founder of Rebel, spelled R-B-L. It's a relaxation-based lifestyle, R-B-L Studios, a multimedia and lifestyle company dedicated to infusing your life with strength and relaxation through laughter, storytelling, and insight. And over the past decade, Michelle has established herself as a premier swim instructor and travels around the globe working with a variety of high-profile clients, including Simon Cowell and Kim Kardashian West. Michelle wrote the book, A Mermaid's Guide, Empower Your Child in Water and in Life, to give parents the tools that they need to help their children become strong, joyful swimmers. Isn't that sweet? But on a larger scale, A Mermaid's Guide reveals why learning to swim can actually help your child achieve greatness, both in water and in life. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Michelle Lang. Michelle, I'm looking so forward to our conversation today. Thanks for being with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. What a beautiful song. I just really was sitting here listening to the words and connecting so much to this idea and then what you said about you being a meditative yogi and you welcome everyone 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like with that song, I know I'm just diving right in, but it, that song opened up this, what I feel is so great about teaching children how to swim is that inside of those moments, and I know we'll get into this more, but these channels of whatever you want to call it, God, divine entity, whatever you mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that magic is inside of us, that I think it comes out in a connection between two people in a really powerful way. And when a child comes into the swimming pool and it's my job to be their guardian angel in a way, because it is a matter of life and death. And I teach, I've taught over 10,000 swimming lessons and most of the children are between ages one and a half and four. And it's the first time that they're coming up against a really big life obstacle. And I feel very blessed to be able to walk them through how do we overcome fear in a peaceful and powerful way and how do we problem solve and exactly like it was saying in the song or in the song and meditation yeah 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 and uh you know past experiences you know shadowing present experience you talked about that for a moment haven't you felt that for your own life like sometimes you're in a present situation and you can sense right at that moment you're about to say something that's coming from a past memory which really isn't important right now with what that scene is offering you. Yeah, I think we mm-hmm. I think we can't help but be shadowed. By even you mentioned that you didn't learn to swim and just <laughs> the ability to go into a, a pool, you're shadowed by this you know, perception yeah. of not knowing how to swim, whereas that's why the books empower your child in water and in life. It's like we can go up against these hard obstacles in a really peaceful and powerful way. Yeah. But I would love to get you in the swimming pool because we could teach you. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, I was in Turks and Caicos on um, a Caribbean tour for peace, and um, one of my um, traveling companions who is a very good swimmer, was like, okay, Sister Jenna, come, I'll, I'll show you. I'll, don't worry, you can trust me. And if you've ever been in the water of Turks and Caicos, it's like heaven. It's the purest water that exists. And I knew this, Michelle, with all my heart. It was just something from my past, and I didn't, I just couldn't let it go. And as much as everything in mm-hmm. me wanted to swim across that shore, I was like, well, no, no, uh, uh, let's try another time. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had started when I was a child. I wish I did. What happens is when a child's under the age of five, because under the age of five, once they're five, their brains are 90% developed. So then they start mm. thinking more like a grown up. And when that happens, they start to have more grounded limits. Uh-huh. I would say, like, things. yeah. And fears, too, in a lot, of, a lot of times. And those fears get set in. Whereas, with a very young child, it's much easier. I liken it to like crawling inside of their mind or their heart and taking them by the hand and moving them through that fear. It's much easier to get inside there and connect with that because they're still forming their ideas and impressions on things. So yes. for a grown up, it's actually much harder. You have years and years of these preconceived notions about the water and it's built <laughs> up in your mind. But that's I know. a beautiful reason that it would be great to start. But I will say if you are going to start, the first thing that you should work on 
is your breath control, and it's and it's not blowing out the bubbles is so commonly taught because what happens is when you exhale your bubbles out, you're going to start to sink, and that's going to fuel your fear and your panic about the water. Mm. A lot of times people are scared because they're scared they're going to sink. Whereas oh, if you take a really big, beautiful breath, I always tell my swimmers, your body's like a balloon. So if you take a big breath and fill up your balloon, well, now you're going to float. And it's going to take, especially mm. as a grown-up, a little bit of time to figure out how to modulate that breath properly. And if you get it up your nose, you just hum a little bit instead of blowing bubbles. Because when you hum, you actually sink slower. That air goes out wow. slower. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get this feeling of flying, this feeling of just wow. utter relaxation in the water. That's why it's called relaxation-based swimming. is mm-hmm. the trust-based relationship with the water. And it's hard for people who didn't learn that way originally, which is one of the reasons why I wrote the book, is really to rebrand how we think about the water, not just the physical aspects of learning to swim, but also the mental and spiritual aspects. What does it take right. to overcome challenges in a, in a really graceful way? And that's how I look at it, too. And, uh, you know, just talk, just listening to you, I can sense, yeah, I might want her to teach me how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into you. Tell us about the relaxation-based lifestyle that you've created and how relaxation-based swimming fits in. Yeah, so relaxation-based lifestyle is a company, and it's called Rebel for short, and I like the dichotomy of that, like this idea of strength and relaxation. So I'm I'm also a black belt in martial arts, and I, I came up with this strength and relaxation idea hit me as I was doing one of the very long it's I'm a black belt in wushu so wushu is like crouching tiger hidden dragon it's all about peace and power that that kind of juxtaposition of what those do and interplay so I was doing this really long beautiful form and I was just exhausted and I talked to my coach I'm like coach Eric this form is long and really tough and he's like Mm. When you hit this one certain move, which is my leg all the way up and my hands all the way back, this really tough move, he's like, that is your relaxation. You have to find relaxation in these seemingly hard moments. So hmm, That's very interesting. Of- it's sort of like stop fighting against your current, so stop fighting with yourself and just surrender into it. Is that sort of what yes. it is? Yes, Good. and that's exactly like that. what swimming is too. Yeah, you can't wow. you can't learn to swim scared. You have to surrender. You have to yeah. trust that the water will hold you up. And that's why swimming is such a great microcosm for life too. If you mm. go through life scared that life's not going to hold you up, even though you will have hurdles within it, and you will sometimes get water up your nose, the ocean will throw you under for a moment, you have to yeah. have this, just underlying base trust with the water that if you take deep breaths and allow yourself to be held, the water will do that. So the same idea with this martial arts routine. And I just, I was like, wow, that's, that's so such an amazing metaphor for life in and of itself of exactly what you said. So rebel studio is on bringing people a sense of calm in places that calm doesn't usually exist. So for relaxation based swimming, that's around the swimming pool. I've taught over the past decade and I've worked with just thousands and thousands of families. And 
I'm always, I learned in a very peaceful way. My mother taught me in London before I could even talk. I was tiny. She would, she is a really great teacher herself. And she traveled all around the world teaching teachers how to teach. And I would go with her as a child. So when I started right. teaching in Los Angeles, I was surprised by the fear surrounding it, both with the children and with the parents. And I thought, sure. oh, I can fix this. I can give these parents tools that they need to feel peace around this thing that is so scary in their minds. And it is scary. Drowning sure. is the number one cause of accidental death for kids ages one to four. So it is and that's why they're so concerned. Yeah, yes, of course. and that's why they're so scared. But with Rebel Studios, one of our missions is to educate through insight, to bring calmness through insight. So once I teach them simple things to do with their children, starting in the bathtub, to help make them safer, because one in every 10 drownings occur in the bathtub, which people don't really wow. know, but they think, hey, I don't have a swimming pool. I don't have to teach my child this how to swim. So we think that your child comes up against water so many different ways throughout their day. And it's so easy mm. to teach them the first stage in the bathtub, which just learning the first step could be the, right. a, a difference between a really scary emergency situation and a situation That's where incredible. your child knows how to save themselves. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I didn't even know that, that one in four deaths with drowning was in a bathtub. I didn't Yeah, one in ten. Yeah, one in ten. One in ten. I didn't even know that. That's 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 even too high. I want to get us too into high. conversations in the book, uh, A Mermaid's Guide, which actually reveals, I believe, five golden rules for helping children overcome obstacles, but in a peaceful and a powerful way. Could you share with our listeners, Michelle, what are those five golden rules? Like in Indian culture and in the East, we always call the golden rules karma, karma philosophy. Whatever I give out, yeah, whatever I give out, I get back in return. And here we call it the golden rule. So I'm really curious to hear what the five golden rules are that you're sharing for a more peaceful and powerful way with the children. Yeah, so there's five and... I use them on a daily basis with all my lessons. And Mm. so the first one is called AHM, and it's acknowledge, hug, and move on. And that's all about when a child is scared, we acknowledge that. As parents, we want to fix problems. So we tend to say if a child's crying about their shoe being untied or not wanting to get into the pool, instead of really feeling them and feeling that emotion – and making them aware that we feel them. We feel that emotion with them. Sometimes we try to fix it by saying, it's okay, it'll be fun, or it's just that, you know, we we tend to move on in the same way that we Mm -hmm. do with grown-ups. But the challenge with that, especially when faced with a large task like swimming, is then the child feels misunderstood and also scared. So AHM is really an easy way to fix that. And just by acknowledging the emotion. So if a child doesn't want to get in, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get in. I just say back, you don't want to get in. You don't want to get in. It's new and hard. And then you hug that emotion. It's okay that it's hard. It's okay that it's hard. I'm here with you. And then I simply move on. And I tell them what we're going to do in the lesson. So we're going to put the toys away, play the dolphin game, and get a sticker. So it's a very simple way to walk them through that. And as long as a child feels heard, understood, Mm -hmm. and then they feel like, they're okay in feeling the way that they feel, then you can help them get out of that feeling in a peaceful way. And then you just move on. So that's the first one. Yeah, the second one is be the Buddha. 
And be the Buddha <laughs> is about maintaining your calmness in the water because <laughs> you can't control what your child's feeling in the water. If they're scared, that's okay for them to move through that emotion. But it's so hard when it's our own kids, and I have two little ones, and I know it's hard <laughs> when it's your own child to sort of unplug your heart from their heart and feel that same fear and get you know, caught up in that wave of emotion with them. But especially when dealing with the water, there are so many uncertainties. To be able to just be the Buddha in that moment is so important. And it's hard to do that every single second of every single day, and that's not what this is about. We're all in, imperfect beings. And as parents, we can have emotions too. But within the space mm-hmm. of learning to swim for 20 minutes, you can be that Buddha. And you need to Beautiful. be for your child to be able to make them and what's feel the third one? with the water. So the third, and what's one, the third is one the promise. The promise is all about building that trust-based relationship. So when you say something, you follow through. And the fourth one is mirror and agree and empowerment phrases. And the fifth mm. one is something I call blanketing. And that's all about, there's three different parts of it in the book. It breaks it up into vocal tones, body postures. It really dives into something I call blanketing, which is making your child know that you're there for them to keep them safe so in that beautiful. moment. Can you go back to number four, the one in, like, uh, I think it was mirroring? Yeah, mirroring. Yeah, could you, what does that one entail? Yeah, so mirroring agree is a little bit similar to AHM, other than the fact Mm -hmm. that it's even more simplified. So if your child's saying, I want to get out of the pool, I want to get out of the pool, you simply mirror and agree. You want to get out. I want to get out, too. You just mirror and agree so they feel heard and understood. And you can do this wow. in any aspect of life. Like, you know, if they don't want to tie their shoe, you know, just mirror and agree and then move on. Wow. That's, but that can even work for adults, Michelle. I yes. mean, that's a powerful tool. I mean, that can really yeah. work for us, really, because as you were mentioning, I was thinking about a relationship that we are all adjusting to in our family, and we're like, you know, we're not sure what the soul needs, but we're definitely not mirroring what the soul is doing because the behavior has become very peculiar. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. maybe we do need to mirror, agree, and just move on with her because that might just be what she needs to feel that she's normal. Yes, you're welcome. Let me. I would be curious to see how that goes because what happens with yeah. mirror and agree is that we get out of our own way of our impression of what that other person's doing and our expectations, and by simply yes. mirroring it, trying to evoke in ourselves the same emotion, just at 50%, not all the way, because we don't want to, we just need to get in the same range as the emotion at hand. And once we can kind of tap into that, I feel like a lot of my job is being open to energies and being able mm. to be tapped in to a true feeling that someone else has. And simply... Got it. By really feeling that, they feel that, sure. and then they can move on, and they feel understood. Uh, it sounds a lot like the work that you're doing is def- is so soul-based. You know, you're really more connecting to the soul of the child at a very deep level, which is perhaps emerging within them a natural power that we're all born with, which is trust. And if we yeah. can somehow create that energy from the beginning, how powerful will those children grow up to be? I think that's amazing. Yeah. You've got oh, something yeah. called 
swim circles and what scientific study about brain neurons proves is that doing swim circles with your child in a pool can naturally help them to relax. Swim circles are one of my favorite things to do with children in the pool. The first thing they have to learn even before swim circles is just what we already talked about, proper breath control and something I call a floaty magic. So the book has a lot of pictures and goes into depth about these very easy exercises. And there's three phases to swimming that the book details out. But once they're past the first phase, which is floats, glides, submersions, just knowing how to go under the water, how to hold their breath, and allowing the water to hold them up, then you can go to swim circles. So scientific studies have identified 175 neurons in your brain that spy on your breath. So they just track your breath, and they can tell if your breath you know, moving too quickly or what your breath's doing. So with swim circles, you just put your hands out and have the child place their hands in yours, and they go under the water and hold their breath. And when they need a breath, they simply look up to the sky, take a breath and go back under. And as they do that, you just walk in a very simple circle around the pool so they're moving, but the child's not kicking their legs, not moving their arms. All they're doing is breathing. So by doing this and taking a big breath up and then a nice holding the breath down, big breath up, they're naturally doing meditative breathing. And that, those, the brain spies on the breath. And I've had children who are panicked, and I bring them out into a nice, calm swim circle, and it just changes their whole demeanor. Wow, that's powerful. That's so lovely. Man, I'm wishing I had learned how to swim when I was a little girl with you. <laughs> it would have been, like, so oh, much easier. And and you know what the irony is, Michelle? I love the ocean. I'm always, when I ever get a chance to go by the beach, I just love being there. And I always wish I could just get in the water and swim. Anyway, maybe one day. All right, guys, if you're listening to our amazing conversation, I'm learning a lot here with our very special guest, Michelle Lang, who is giving us a lot of insights about the benefits of teaching our children to swim and the fact that between the ages of 1 to 4, 1 to 5, it's even best to get them in the water to actually teach them how to relax and how to develop certain skills. And what I'm getting from our conversation is the element of instituting trust in the personality of our kids, which will be a very big virtue nowadays in our world. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Michelle, for the insights that you've been giving us. Your book, The Mermaid's Guide, also discusses lessons in the bathtub because even in your living room that can help a child in their swim journey because what skills can you teach your child even without a pool because you also shared earlier that one out of ten drowning deaths actually occur in a bathtub. So it's this is huge. Yeah. And so I'd, yeah, yeah tell me huge. more about that. Mm-hmm. So in the bathtub, the first thing you want to do with your child is teach them breath control. And you can start very early on, even before 12 months, at three months, I mean, ask your pediatrician if there's an outstanding circumstance. But I started with my children at three months, and I coach a lot of parents who start their children at three months. And what you want to do is just start getting them used to holding their breath. And for children, it's a very natural. It's, it's a very natural process, especially if you start them early and you keep them up. So the first thing you want to do is just start with nice little bit of dribble of water over the face for a young baby just so they start to get that feeling. And you want to always use the same language. So we want to say, we're going to pour water over your face on three, 
One, two, three, and show them how to take a big breath. And then you just do a nice gentle pour. And the important thing in this is your child's watching your expression to see how they should react to this. So if you're feeling tense and nervous about it, your child's going to pick up on that. So I always, I always try and infuse parents with this peaceful, uh, neutral, positive. You know, it can't be too positive to where the child mm-hmm. feels like they shouldn't have been able to just do that because they'll read into that. It just has to be a very neutral, positive, like, yes, that's, we have water go over our face and it's okay. It's water. We need to know how to hold our breath. So it should be a very mm-hmm. natural part of the process. And then as they get older, you can start to pour a little bit more over their face. And then as they get a little bit older, you can start to have them take a big, I call it a pufferfish breath. So one, two, three, mm-hmm. big breath, and then go under the water in the bathtub to start learning breath control. Wow, that's and simple, huh? That way, so simple. We're just teaching breath mm-hmm. control, and even in the living room, you mentioned they can do it in the living room if just by identifying the breath, because breath's natural. I mean, as grown-ups, we think about it in yoga classes. We like to think about our breath, and some people do who are, you know, want to dive into how the breath controls our bodies and vice versa. But for sure. children, they've never thought about their breath. It's just something that happens. You know, it's what the body does. So for them being able to identify their breath is huge and know that they can not only identify it, but control it. They have control over mm-hmm. their breath. So they can take a big breath and hold their breath and then exhale out their breath. And then you can add on humming. There are five in the book that you can do that are very simple and easy to nice. do in the bathtub. And the book breaks them up as far as what age and what you should say and the specifics of each exercise. Nice. Because you also say that blowing bubbles underwater, it's actually creating a bad swimming habit. How is that a bad swimming habit? Is that because they're not able to really just inhale and master their capacity to hold their breath gently breathe out or why yeah, is it so that blowing bubbles isn't good? Yeah. What happens is if a child learns only knows how to go underwater, exhaling all their air out. When I try and teach floaty magics, which is straight arms, straight legs, no kickies, no arms, just they're floating right above my hands in the water. What happens when they exhale all their air out, they start to sink. And when they start to sink, they get very scared because they don't have the skills to yet pop up for another breath. Grown-ups mm-hmm. can do that. They have the strength. Children are at the mercy of their buoyancy, really, in the water, and they only have as long as their air lasts. So you want that air to last as long as possible. So if they take a big breath and hold their breath, well, now they can float for an incredibly long time. I mean, once they learn, you have to start slow. Start with one second, two seconds, build into three seconds breath control. Um, so once they can do that, they can float, and they're going to have a much easier time. There are four scoop signs that I talk about in the book. I call them scoop signs. But easy mm-hmm. things that we as parents can look for to make sure our child's properly modulating their breath. And then it also gives tips if your child gets water up their nose, which I'll just right. tell you right now, you should just tell them to hum. So they can also learn how to hum in the bathtub. So take a big breath and hum much better if they hum mm. under the water than if they blow mouth bubbles because those mouth bubbles, they just sink so fast. They only have a second or two or three before they're too deep to be able to pop back up for a breath. Powerful. 
Can I tell you that I think this book that you've done, The Mermaid's Guide, is just perfect for you? Because you sound like a mermaid, you know, like so natural (laughs) for you to just be living in the water. It's as if you just know everything. So I can't end the conversation without asking you if Simon Cowell and Kim Kardashian's West Kids, are they good, good students? Oh, my goodness. Simon Cowell's little one is just a very gifted swimmer and you know Kim's kids are there I mean every child that I work with whether it's one of the biggest celebrities that anyone knows about or whether it's you know we're all the same in this and that's really the beautiful thing it doesn't matter who is who is who when I get in the pool with the child it's the exact same I have to I have to empty myself out in a way that I can embrace that child's experience and help them move Mm -hmm. through it. And it's all the same. And parents are parents are parents. They want their children to be safe and loved and joyful swimmers. So to me, the experience doesn't change within those circumstances. But I will say Simon's quote on the book does say that his son could win an Olympic gold medal one day. (laughs) I fully believe it. I mean, that child really from a very young age. I has, love that. That's great. Has a gift. That's just great yeah, to hear. Yeah. That's how good you and are. Child, now, I, a beautiful swimmer also. I mean, just. They are. But once children learn how to float and relax in the water, it's just beautiful. You know, they have such power in that, power in the relaxation, really. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the fact that you're teaching them to relax and to be more calm and peaceful can definitely help them to be grounded and well-rounded personalities which yeah, I think it's so essential now. Water and life. How do we yeah. move past fear in a in a very peaceful way? And if we can teach our really on a bigger level, a mermaid's guide gives parents tools to help their children be strong, joyful swimmers. But really on a bigger level I wrote it because I mean how beautiful if we can teach our children at a young age to overcome adversity with love. Exactly. Exactly. To bring us closer and to let them know that you are heard and understood, and it's okay that things are hard sometimes. It's okay, and here's how you work through that in a peaceful way. That's really the bigger message, and why I spend so much time in the pool connecting with children is to infuse that into them from a really young age. Well, they're very lucky to have you. Look, it's been really insightful, I have to tell you, Michelle. Just hearing about the different ways to overcome certain interferes, how to protect our children before we even hear bad things such as, you know, drowning in a pool or even in the tub, but also the power of breathing and your five golden rules were remarkable. I'm going to take away number four, mirroring and, (laughs) help me, mirroring and... There you go. Mirroring and agree. See how my memory comes and goes at times, but I just think that that's awesome. Not to say I don't like the Buddha. I love the Buddha. I live a Buddha, but I really want to work on the mirroring and the green one. I think that one was awesome. Leave us with a website that folks can learn more about this. Is there anything online that parents can turn to to learn more? Where where can they go to get a copy of the book? Yes, they can go if you go to Amazon.com and search A Mermaid's Guide. You can find it on Amazon and to learn a little bit more, they can go to relaxationbasedlifestyle.com or they can join me on Instagram 
and the Instagram is at B, so B-E underscore A underscore R-B-L, so Be a Rebel. And that site's pretty new, but I am mm-hmm. growing that one. Beautiful. I'm glad that you are. Lots of good wishes, and I'm sure it's going to be continued success. Thank you so much. It was such a joy connecting with you and speaking with you. Same here. Many good wishes. Take care. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I learned so much, everyone, from Michelle Lang. For more information, either go to relaxationbasedlifestyle.com or go to the michellelang.com page for more. Can you believe it? Simple techniques and even the five golden rules that Michelle gave us. We could use those for ourselves as adults. Come on. This was powerful for me. It really matters in the intention that you listen with, isn't it? Love it. So remember, please look out for your children when they're in the tubs, guys, and um, be aware that um, once they can learn these very basic, simple tools that Michelle gave them, you never know. And the fact that in all of this is meditation for your children and also for parents, too, you know, to go into some reflective moments, to relax, to breathe, to be in your Zen, we're going to need to understand the power of reflection and introspection in our lives now more than ever because the future will need us as citizens on the planet to be clear, to be empathetic, to be patient, to be kind, to be loving. So these are some of the benefits, just a few. Anyway, remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give and we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. It's essential. I'm going to end today's show with You Are a Star by Paul Leftenegger in Canada, in which he played this song for the kids, and I thought this was appropriate. You take care. Many blessings.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.